following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Common Debauchery with your hosts, The Nightmare and Rotten Jack. <laughs> Common debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult listeners only. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I am the Nightmare. I am joined once again, as always, and forever by the rottenest of the jackest of the rottens, Jack. Rotten Jack, what's up, buddy? I guess I'm a jackhole then. Oh, you are the jackest of holes. God <laughs> damn it. People need to leave. I'm, I'm I, I apologize for the ding that just came through. I've tried time and again to get my computer to stop sending me noises on notifications and it just won't do that. Um, so what are we talking about today there, Rotten Jack? Uh, well, it is two weeks before Halloween. Two weeks so we before got, the Halloween. Yeah. Uh, so this episode, we're going to do a light and fun one, not really informative, not too in-depth, but we're just going to do like favorite horror movies and like most iconic horror characters of all time. Hell yeah. So um, I'm going to let you start. All right. We're, we're going okay. to we're, we're let you kick this off because I tried making a top 10 list uh, for both horror movies and uh, horror icons. I have ones I like, but like, so from the movie standpoint, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of horror movies are like full tilt franchises. Yeah. And it's because the ones that aren't kind of suck. Right. Uh, That's kind of the way when I was writing my list, I was like, all right, I really can't do a top 10 or at least I can't really put them in any particular order except for like my top like three or four. Uh, because I like them so much, but like, I also wasn't going to be like, oh, you know, Friday the 13th part eight or part five. Like I was going to be like, oh no, just like the Friday the 13th series, because literally like if we're only doing a top 10, like eight of those top 10 are Friday the 13th movies for me. So, 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 and this is going to be where this gets fun because like, so for me, like I'm sitting here looking through some of these and like, I have, I have things pulled up. Um, like I have lists in front of me here just to like look through things and there's certain things on here that like I don't necessarily consider horror movies sure. like the Underworld franchise so nah. like that's not horror but at the same time like what do you consider a movie about vampires and werewolves fighting each other right like it's a it's a spooky season movie that's for sure so like absolutely I'd allow it I would allow it in this in this list but I wouldn't consider like the Underworld movies uh like a horror movie even though they are absolutely amazing i mean who doesn't want to see kate beckinsale in tight leather so like if i had a top 10 list i would probably put underworld the franchise as a whole um probably near my like probably probably number 10 i would say yeah probably 10 if not just like just outside 10 maybe 11 yeah i i really like the movie as a whole um, so that's part of it for me. And yeah, 
So we'll just leave it at that. So that, like, I'll, I guess I'll start by naming the first movie as that being my first one on my list. Sure. Um, just because like the entire franchise, even the spinoffs, the prequel, so on and so forth are very good. Yeah, there really wasn't. I mean, the one just about like the rise of the Lycans, I could take or leave that one. I didn't necessarily care for that one, but like every other one, like the cohesive story about uh, Celine, um, fantastic, amazing yes. story arc over like five movies, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely great. Um, so one of my first ones is going to be uh, a very, very old one. It is probably the classic of classics, uh, Nosferatu. You can't talk horror movies and horror icons without talking Bram Stoker's Nosferatu. Right. And now, see, I have never seen this one. Oh, really? Correct. Uh, mostly because it is like, it, again, it is it's older. From, it it's is... from 1922. It's almost right. 100 years old. Yeah. So, um, that's going to be like, I, I came away in on that one, but uh, I mean, it, when we're talking about like, really, this is like the grandfather of modern horror from yes. what I understand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you, you can't have like a top list of horror without Nosferatu being on it. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it for what it is. I mean, it's not a good movie by any means, um, but just based on the fact that this is the granddaddy of them all. Um, this, this, this has, uh, like the, the spot on my list for what I would consider like number 10, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you could physically talk horror films without the inclusion, at least mention, even if it's not on your list, you have to include it. Right. Right. I do know that this is the one that like started it all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, before Nosferatu, Pretty much everything horror was just books. Like I mean, Nosferatu is based on Bram Stoker's, I'm sorry, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, it's just a different take on Dracula. Um, you know, you can't talk horror without you know bringing up Frankenstein and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein novel. Like, right. Before Nosferatu, horror was just written books. That that was it. Nosferatu was really just the first horror movie. Yeah, I, I wish I, the fact, I, I wish I could weigh in more, right? But again, I, having not seen it, I can't. But like, I, I appreciate it because, I, like, I simply just know what it is, right? It, it is rough to watch because it is a silent movie, right? So it's an hour and a half of just creepy music, and you know. But I mean, it's fantastic. I mean. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to remake that today. You just you wouldn't. Right. You wouldn't be yeah, able to touch it. Especially based in like the silent movie and like would it translate to being heard? Like I don't think so. I don't think I don't think you could translate Nosferatu into making a remake of it today and actually having it with words. I don't right. think it could be done. And if it was done, it would be absolutely terrible. Yeah, probably like and there's just, just certain there's certain things you don't touch yeah uh, Nosferatu is one of those that if anybody does try to touch it people are going to be really upset 
Yeah, I because like that's just one of those things. Much like if you find a uh, the corpse of a vampire, don't give it blood. Something should just stay dead. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm gonna go to what I believe is kind of the, um, we'll call it like the granddaddy or the grandfather of the haunted location movies with the Amityville horror. This is this this I have is like I've kind of filled in the top ten here a little bit. Uh, as we've kind of been talking, Amityville is number nine for me. If I were to have this on my list, and sure, a lot of that is just because like it's the it's that whole haunted location thing. Uh, this stemmed its own version of, um, I, I mean, there have been so so many haunted location movies, haunted house. Like, and when I say haunted house, we're not talking like going to a haunted house like you would around Halloween, the haunted houses that are just, you know, people dressed up in costumes and stuff like this is literally the psychological thriller of a location that is going to kill you. Yeah. A location that drives you insane to the point that you kill your family. Right. And, and that's a lot of it. Like, I mean, this, this system, like, is, is the house haunted? Is there a haunted uh, something in the house or does something about the house affect someone in the house? And Amityville started it. Yeah, uh, it really did. This one also has a, a little bit of a special place in my heart because uh, when I was in college over in the old Fredonia, um, my girlfriend at the time, the house she rented the my my second year there looked like the Amityville house, nice, which was really really cool. Um, so like I used to look at her and be like, "So we we stayed at my my place or over at Amityville today?" And she'd be like, "Stop calling it that. It's it's not the Amityville house." I'm like, "No, but it looks like it, and I love it." And she's like, "No, it freaks me out. I don't like being there alone now." And I'm like. Good. Don't kill me in my sleep. So. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you can't that. Yeah, I don't even know where I'm going, but yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's in New York, right? Yes. Yeah, like that's why that one will always hold a special place in my heart as well, just because it's like it's in our home state, like and it's a real it's a real thing that a family was murdered there. Yeah. Like whether or not, whatever. Part of me thinks that's like, that's a lot of the reason it made it, it made my list too. Cause not only is it the OG haunted location for the most part, it's based, it's based on, based a, true on a true story. So like, I mean, the movies take a little, a few liberties with it, but I mean, what, what you know, movie it's, it it's right. It's based on the, a true story. Yeah. That, you know, family was murdered there, chopped up with an ax. You know, yeah, um, I'm, I believe if I'm correct, this the Amityville Horror Haunting is actually what started the careers of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are considered by some to be like the the grandparents of like parapsychology and like paranormal investigation stuff. Right. Um, depending on who you talk to they're either beloved or they are harshly criticized as complete and utter fakes and phonies who just like use and abuse people and stuff like that just for their own like um, clout and stuff like that sure i don't really know i don't really have one way or another to go on it because you know a lot of the stuff that they've they've done a lot of it has been disproven but a lot of it has been proven i mean uh i believe that the actual doll 
that the actual Annabelle doll is in their like haunted museum. Yes. Yeah, like as we and we've talked about that on a few episodes where like people have been told, you know, don't um like you 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 can't even like look at it or like go near it. It's like in the special case and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there have been instances of like you walk in there, you walk through their little museum and like you notice the Annabelle doll and then you walk back out and you're like, "Hey, I have a question about something here." And like, you know, you walk back in the Annabelle doll's like looking in the direction of where you went and not where you came from like it was the first time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's 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 some creepy stuff, but uh yeah, Amityville definitely uh, a top 10 top 10 horror movie. Yeah. Horror. Not not so much the remake with Ryan Reynolds, but uh the original, yeah. 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 Uh moving on for me, um it's not so much a horror movie um but like you did with underworld it's more of just like a spooky season movie sure uh you you can't go you can't talk about horror or spooky movies without bringing up the absolute classic young frankenstein of course like there's just not a better like goofy funny spooky movie than young frankenstein mel brooks and gene wilder are absolute geniuses and young frankenstein was actually uh, the brainchild of Gene Wilder. He wanted to do it. Mel Brooks didn't want to, um, didn't want to do it at all, especially like in black and white and stuff like that. And, um, but Gene Wilder convinced him like, listen, I'll star in, I think it was, he started like blazing saddles, um, as like compensation for like, I'll star in blazing saddles. If you make young Frankenstein with me. And I think that's great. Like, it's hilarious. That's what it took to get that movie made. And <laughs> to think of a world without that movie, like, come on, it's it's a classic. It really is. Uh, and it, it, it falls under that, like, comedy horror, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's Frankenstein, not Frankenstein. It, it's Igor, not Igor. Like, right. just some of the back and forth on that is great. <laughs> And I love the humps always switching sides. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's really not much to really say about that. Like, if it's it, Young Frankenstein is one of those, like, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, just go fucking watch it. Right. Uh, so, what do you got next? Uh, moving on from there, I would probably go to the. Um, really kind of bringing it into a little bit more modern day uh the texas chainsaw massacre series like all of them um some of them a lot better than others some of them are absolute trash um and probably should have never been made but um specifically like the the original texas chainsaw and then um normally i don't like remakes but the more recent Texas Chainsaws that they've made, like starting with uh, the 2003 one with Jessica Biel. Um, they've made some really good Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies in the modern day. I right. mean, uh, I think the last one that I saw was just called like Texas Chainsaw 3D or something like that. And it had uh, a bunch of like, kind of like, 
bigger name people, uh, Alexandria Daddario, uh, it had Trey Songs in it, who's a rapper. Um, <laughs> you know, and that one was based on, um, it took place, like, it started right after, like, I think it's the first or second chainsaw like the original ones where they burn the house down right and they think they kill everybody inside um apparently leatherface uh survived by like hiding in the basement or like the barn or something like that and uh um there was a a infant baby that was a part of this family that they hid out in a barn and uh like a grandmother who didn't live at that location with them like took leatherface in and raised him the rest of his life in like the basement and stuff like that and took care of him and um eventually this girl grows up and she like the grandmother dies she inherits the house uh you know apparently leatherface knows of her but doesn't know who she actually is so like when her and her friends show up to this house he starts killing all of them and then he realizes who she is and then she kind of like takes up the mantle of taking care of him and uh like killing like the, the crooked like town cops and stuff like that right kind of just helping it really good movie yeah i uh i haven't seen that one i saw like there was the the original the then the remake and then the like the prequel that they did and they were all pretty good uh in my opinion yeah and i i like that they kind of presented as though it was real by like by before and after showing like what looks like like found, found footage. footage yeah they um, took a page or, out of like blair witch project right which now blair witch doesn't make my list uh texas chainsaw no, i hate blair i hate blair witch i hate blair witch yeah um, that, that one's tough like it's it's just blair witch is so hard to watch yeah, but there's get, really headaches there's really no point to the entire fucking movie yeah i definitely get like I've, i tried to watch it once and i got a headache yeah like i got motion sick watching it yeah. Same thing with uh, Cloverfield, the, like the original Cloverfield movie that they made, like yes. with all the the shaky camera stuff. Like I was getting motion sick watching it. Like it ridiculous. So, um, I would I would probably put like Texas Chainsaw as a whole, like the series, probably like eight or nine on my list. Like not my favorite, definitely not in my top three or four, um, but still, still really good. Yeah, like I said, I have it around six for me. Um, just the way they did and tied a lot of it together storyline wise and didn't like trip up on plot holes a whole ton. I, yeah, I, I no, everything it. everything was pretty very cohesive, like one story, like you know, nothing really felt out of place right. from one movie to another. So yeah. like I think they did a really good job on that entire series. Uh my my number eight here is uh paranormal activity. Ah, and, see, I hated those movies. Those don't even make my top ten. See, I and the, this is for me where a lot of times, like I, I like I'll talk about the series when I talk about them as a whole. Um, this one for me is just the first one. Like, and the reason for that is because of the overall presentation of a movie that took what, like fifteen thousand dollars total in budget. Like after yeah, it was said done. Yeah, it was really and like hang on, I'll pull it up. And it made millions. I mean, it, it, it made millions and millions of dollars. It was so well done for being so low budget. Uh the the way that they got like 
the door to move at night and like the you know hours and hours of footage that they've of like you know at one point the girl like the wife or the girlfriend or whatever gets out of bed walks around the room and then just stands there like staring at her husband for as the movie depicts six hours throughout the night and then like mm-hmm. she like wakes up like looks around and like walks out goes to the bathroom walks back in crawls back in bed like not realizing that she had been up staring at him all night um you know and just the way that they've you know they did things the the ending and then the alternate ending that they did which was actually almost as good if not better than the ending that they put in the movie like and just for being so like to, to me it spoke to a lot of like the horror stuff that you like the unexplainable things that you can't really put your finger on like it, it's not an it's not an actual entity it's not something you can see it's not something that like you know in a lot of these movies uh we talked like uh you know shared you shared earlier uh earlier on monday the uh the like somebody tweeted like oh i would survive the screen movies because i never answer my phone like right yeah, you know, it, it's not something you can avoid. It's not something that you can, you know, stop. Like, there's another movie that I'll talk about when it comes to like they're at like an actual character that I like the character, but I like, mm-hmm. but I don't like the movie. Um, so all now that I have the numbers in front of me, all in all, the original Paranormal Activity cost like two hundred thirty thousand dollars to make from start okay. to finish, including like production and then like. Production was only fifteen grand, and then post production, all the editing and stuff was two hundred fifteen grand. So a total of two hundred thirty grand. They made one hundred ninety three point four million. Oh damn! So yeah, like that's definitely a box office success. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, like for me, a lot of it was just the things that you would actually like feel afraid of. You know, like there's a point in the movie they leave a uh a Ouija board out and it like not only moves but then starts on fire and puts itself out and like you know and they only see it because they were filming their living room because mm-hmm. they knew things were going on weird like that type of thing like the like it literally speaks to the the core of fear of something that like we don't know doesn't happen does that make sense right yeah i mean it just coming from like an actual like paranormal investigating standpoint like if i was investigating a location i had cameras set up like that and i saw that shit i'd be like no nah, i'm getting the fuck out of here right like, and so that's listen, why i signed i signed up to find some ghosts and stuff but jesus christ like no i'm out right which is 100 why this makes my list right like so I just, honestly i just didn't care for i thought it was a stupid movie like i mean it was good but like i was just like well, and the thing is, like, that's it's fine. A stupid like, we, movie we, to make, you know. We we don't we don't have to agree. That's why these are our our lists, you know. Like, and the best part is, like, like so your exact thing. Like, if I was like if I, if I had a camera set up and on a paranormal investigation, and that's what I saw, I'd be like, "Fuck that," and I'm out. That's right. why this makes my movie. Like, that's why this makes right. the list for me. Was the movie fantastic? No. Was it? Um, like, was it something that was like, oh my god, like. No, it's probably but, it's probably one of the most realistic, like could happen. Yes, like horror. Like I mean, there's haunted locations all over the place. People live in haunted houses all over the place that actually have shit like this going on in them. Right. So it is probably the most realistic type of horror movie that could have ever been made. I just didn't really care for it. 
Right. And, and, and that's why it doesn't make my list. Correct. So uh, moving up to me now, this one is interesting because like as far as like realisticness and also obscure obnoxiousness with again, without an actual like physical, like can be seen, heard and touched bad guy. Like the bad guy in this movie is literally just death. And we're not talking about like a shadowy figure in a cloak with a scythe. It's literally just death. Final Destination. Those movies are so good. I still have fears of certain things like driving behind a fucking truck carrying logs. Never, ever in my life drive behind a truck hauling logs. No, never. Absolutely not. I will pull over on the side of the road and wait 20 minutes just so I know that that truck is nowhere near me. Yo, I, I will not drive past like an oil tanker if there's barb- a barbed wire fence nearby. Like, yeah, because like the creative death scenes in these, at least. So if, if you've never seen final destination is literally a group of people are getting on. What's the first one? A was it a roll? Was the first one the roller coaster? No, I think the first one was the plane. Okay. So the first one was the plane. So they're getting on a plane and one of the, one of the passengers has an absolute freak out panic attack that the plane is going to crash. Freak out, lose their mind, go about their, like they get off the plane with a certain group of other people who got off the plane for one reason or another. And then the plane actually crashed. So it wasn't like a, a fear. It was a premonition. Yeah. Um, broken Matt Hardy would, I'm, I'm, I'm a, like, I'm going to stop for a second. You can continue. Yeah. I got to mute this. Gene, keep just talking. Stop. You can just stop recording because I can hear it from my house too. Yeah, but it's like I can't stop this the way we can it like normally. So just keep going. Oh shit. Um. Yeah. No. Final decision. Like they get off the plane and basically like they were all meant to be on the plane for it to crash and basically death is pissed off and death is gonna get them one way or another because they were meant to die on that plane. Um. And just the creativeness of the way that they uh, killed off all these characters and like even like throughout the entire franchise, like with the roller coaster and like, I mean, basically, they're all the exact same movie. So they all kind of blend together. I couldn't tell you what happened in what movie specifically, but it, um, it it's crazy. It's a crazy concept that everyone is meant to die at a certain time in a certain way and if you don't get on the plane when it's meant to crash uh and it crashes then you know death is just gonna find some other creative way to get you right and like throughout so throughout this entire movie like they're you know i know the one specifically like um in the in the one with the roller coaster the same thing premonition got off the roller coaster roller coaster breaks crashes people die whole nine yards and then it ends up being a thing where like they figure out by pictures being taken, like the pictures kind of give a hint of how the uh, like how you're like what order and how you're going to die. So like there was the one where like the dude was in a weight room and they were like the knights or something. And like there were two swords on the wall, of the weight room. And because people banging the weights around like the one thing, like the weight fell or the sword fell and chopped his head off. Yeah. Uh, there was one, the girl, like there was a, a red glare on the actual picture that was developed and it turned out like she ended up like locking herself in a tanning booth that then like turned up to high and malfunctioned and she burned like 
And yeah. it was just weird, different ways that like you were going to die. And this whole thing is literally the fact like you have a premonition. You like you said, you don't you, like you got off the plane, you got off the you know, whatever it was. It basically had that has death has a plan for you. And when you don't really like when you don't listen to the plan or the plan goes awry, death makes up for it. Yeah. And so, usually like, in like a really weird, like roundabout, like what the fuck just happened kind of way. Like, how the hell did that happen? Right, like we saw, like, like there were, like there was an explosion. There was a dude walking in the middle of a field with nothing around. There was an explosion that ripped up a piece of barbed wire fencing, that flung it past him and threw him and cut him into six. Yeah, like heads getting crushed, just insane, insane. Like that. Oh, it's it's just so good. It's so yeah. good the whole way it was done, and it makes you freak out about like, okay, what Driving if there really behind is a just a master trailer. plan? Yeah, and it makes you it makes you terrified of like certain things, like driving behind a tractor trailer. Yep. Uh, you know, um, that honestly, that's probably about the only one that I have a fear of is like the tractor trailer. Like, I still like whether it's like a tractor trailer with logs or anything. If it's any kind of tractor trailer, I cannot be behind it, and I cannot be on the side of it. I will. I have to either drop way back. Like, I don't care if I'm doing twenty under the speed limit. I'm gonna fall back. Or I'm going to absolutely punch it and blow past this fucking thing and get in front of it because I can't be behind or on the side of one. I freak out. Right. Well, and so that's one of those things that like that one is like very specific. Some of the other ones, like I don't go tanning, so I have to worry about that. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing is just it, it's fascinating. And, and that's why, like, again, that's why it makes my list, because it's things you can like that can actually happen as outlandish as a lot of them are. It can yeah. actually happen. And it's something that you like cr- could create everyday real fear. Like I, again, we, we just talked about how we adjust the way we live our lives based on this movie makes my list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I honestly didn't think of final destination, but now that you brought it up, yeah, it definitely makes, definitely makes my list as well. Um, moving on for me, I'd probably go with the, the Jeepers Creepers series. Ooh, I do like that one. It did not make my list, but I do. Like uh, see, you had one that made your list that didn't make mine and vice versa. Um, you know, Jeepers Creepers, like, man, like, I, what do you even say? Like, they're just, they're so good. The story that's told over the three movies, they're actually coming out with the fourth one. Um, I think it's coming out next year. Right. Um, so good that this, this ancient creature that Every 23 years, it feeds for 23 days. Um, you know, obviously, they have the first one that happens um, that's in kind of like the final-ish days of its feeding cycle. Um, and then technically, the third one is a direct continuation of that final, like, 20-something days, right? 23 days. Um and then, actually, the second one is still a continuation of that original 23 days. Uh, it's just the very, very end of it. Um, and then you get the uh, like the, the post-credit scene or like the end credit scene at the end of Jeeper Creepers 2 with uh, the, the creeper literally nailed up to the wall uh, and the old guy sitting there. He's charging like a buck to go into his barn to to look at this thing that he just calls the thing or the creeper or something like that. 
And uh, he's sitting there with like a goddamn harpoon gun pointed right at the thing uh, because its cycle is about to start again. Right. And he's going to like harpoon it right to the wall. Um, absolutely. Like that's a, it's a, it's, it's like the perfect combination between slasher and psychological thriller because sometimes you don't even see the fucking thing. Right. It just like snatches people and they're just gone. Yeah, and this thing, like, I give credit, a lot of credit here because of how creepy the creeper looks, like. Yeah. And, like, a combination of, like, I mean, seeing him in a cowboy hat and a, and a duster. Yeah. And, like. Like, first of all, where the fuck did this thing get this outfit? Because it's awesome. Right. And then, like, <laughs> seeing what it actually is and, like, all yeah. this, like, it's just, like, what the hell? Like, what am I looking at? It looks yeah. like a weird vampiric spider-headed monster. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. I wouldn't even know how to describe it. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Jeepers I think I, I, I think I, I just did, did the best we could. Yeah. yeah like, it, it does. It looks like a vamp, like a weird, like, scaly vampire manfish with a spider head for some, like, and not a spider's head. Like, a, his head has, like, six or eight protruding... <laughs> Jesus, I really um, have to figure out the sound side of this thing. I'm sorry about that. It's Um, uh, it's it's old Greg's land cousin. Yeah, it definitely looks like old Greg's land cousin, scaly manfish with a spider head. It's got like six legs sticking off and like I'm down, my fuzzy little man peach. It's 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 creepy. You want to go to a club where people wee on each other? You ever drink Bailey's from a shoe? Um. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love the Cheapest Creepers movies, and uh, they came out when I was probably, like, the first one came out, I think, early 2000s, uh, like 2001, 2002, so I was, like, you know, 11, 12 years old at the time, and scared the absolute shit out of me. Yeah, for sure. But, like, hard, they're, hard they're not great. to be. Hard right? not to be. Yeah. Like, even if the movie wasn't good, like, the character itself... Is right, just, because it just it came out of nowhere half the time. Like it would be like a bunch of nothing, and then bam, there it is. Well, even like even aside from that, just like the way it looks, and like mm-hmm. that is that is what nightmares are made of, right there. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, go ahead and uh, go with your next one. Um. My next one on the list, and, like, obviously, like, I really don't have a list until I get to, like, my top three or four. So I'm just kind of doing, like, in no particular order. Um, the Purge movies. I liked the original. I liked the idea. I don't necessarily – I consider them more like a psychological thriller than horror. Um, where, so, like, where we talked about how Underworld wasn't really a horror movie, but, like, what else do you classify werewolves and vampires – Right. This this to me was more of just like a thriller, um, like just the lawlessness of it. Like there, it it's not scary. It's not spooky. There's not critters and creatures and goblins and ghouls. Like there's literally sure. just like rich white kids being pissed off at being rich white kids and trying to kill people for it. Yeah, I mean, I also I also do like to consider like psychological thrillers and like just kind of like stuff that makes you think like that yeah um no and i agree I, with that i, I agree like i that. like to consider them like in the not in a, they're they're like fringe horror movies well um and i'll i'll, I'll consider the they're, fact they're, that like, they're definitely it, on my list of stuff that i watch during spooky season 
so that's how i'm making my list sure and and like i'll i'll concede the fact that like it, it is a legitimate real world horror like to think like so in the first one you know you you like your family like you create this like high tech security system and you sell it like you put it on your own house you sell it to all your neighbors and then during the purge which is just a 12 hour time period where there is no there are no rules there are no laws you cannot be punished for or uh, persecuted for anything you do during the purge once a year get it out of your system and then they come to find that um like crime during the rest of the year outside of that 12 hour stint is almost non-existent mm-hmm. and because basically they say get your shit done during this 12 hours because if you do it outside of that we're basically going to lock you up forever no questions yeah. asked gone so get it out of your system while you can and then just be done for 364 years. And the idea, like the horror that your neighbors and your neighborhood would turn against you the way it did in the first one, where like they were the ones attacking the people that the movie was about. Yeah. Like, so I, I will I will concede that for sure. But yeah, I mean, I definitely got a few people that would be on a list if uh, <laughs> that was a real thing. But uh, I'm not saying know. I would walk around telling people a la Chris Jericho of the late you're on the list yeah. you just made the list so uh number number six that you right we just made we just brought that full circle for everybody oh my god i swear to god if the purge ever was a real thing i probably would i would not go out and purge i really would i'm not that type of person but i legitimately for the rest of the year would be running around telling people you just made the list right right so uh we we talked number six for me was the uh, was Texas Chainsaw. My number like my next one is Friday the Thirteenth. Um, and way I'm gonna, too low, way too low. Oh come on, man, you're breaking my heart. Oh no, trust me, I no way too I, low. I have reasons and way too low. I this is the this is the only time I'm gonna tell you you are just fucking wrong. So you can you you're entitled to, to your opinion, but you're wrong. But uh, so here's here's the here's the scoop, and I'm going to tell you, Jason Voorhees is an all time iconic character, which we'll get to some of those in a minute. But the a lot of the Friday the Thirteenth, like the the later movies, really like send this one down the list for me. The originals, uh, the remakes of the original storyline, stuff like that are fantastic um the idea that there is this supernatural entity with a wearing a hockey mask wielding a machete uh and and what like the it was his mom at one point and then it wasn't it was him and like you know it it, like it was only his mother in the original friday the 13th right but like the character is fantastic the entire idea behind it is awesome and like, then you send him to space. Then you send him to hell. Then he's fighting Freddy. Yeah, Cooper. all right. Like, see, listen. Like the, the the Jason X, the one where he goes to space, that's universally like the most unliked one. But just because I absolutely don't like don't like that one, um, listen, like it, it's way far up on my list. We'll just we'll just put it that way. Like, I mean. For fuck's sake, I have Jason Voorhees tattooed on the back of my hand. Right. Uh, so, yeah. 
so and uh you're you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this one because we we do have to like we we've been recording for what i believe is around 40 ish minutes so we do have to speed up just a hair okay Uh, obviously the distraction with the siren in the background and my phone ringing and stuff like that were not things that we planned on however um not only is the halloween franchise next for me oh god damn it but specifically halloween kills was fantastic you saw it already uh we watched it at work and i couldn't be like no (laughs) all right well shut the fuck up because i haven't watched it yet yeah listen i have i I will watch it with you it was that damn good i have not seen it yet so shut the fuck up um listen if if we're already breaking into like these ones like fuck my top 10 movie list like friday the 13th is number one for me absolutely hands down the halloween series comes in at number three um the Halloween series is like really is the granddaddy of the slasher genre. Absolutely. Uh, how John Carpenter was the first one to make what we now call slasher films. Um, there's every, everything else came after that. Like Texas chainsaw came after Halloween. Um, Nightmare on Elm street after Halloween. Uh, Nightmare on Elm street was actually made by Wes Craven directly to compete with Halloween. Right. Um, and then, you know, obviously Friday the 13th in the, the early eighties, um, again, after, uh, both nightmare and Halloween, um, you, listen, man, you just, you don't get any better than slasher movies, in my opinion, and specifically the old slasher movies until, Blumhouse started doing our Bloomhouse, Blumhouse, however you want to pronounce it, until they started getting into the horror movie, the horror movie business, um, especially with like their remakes of the Halloween movies. Um, with the last one just came out like two years ago, and now Halloween Kills. Um, Blumhouse is killing it with the slasher movies, and you know there's been a bunch of pseudo slasher movies that have come out uh, in between, and most horror movies between probably like. 1998 and two years ago were shit like i hated them i really did yeah yeah they weren't very good uh with the exception of where what i would put as probably my number four series the saw series um saw is oh my god how do i want to put it like you're fucked up if you really enjoy the Saw movies, and I will fully admit that I'm fucked up because I absolutely loved every single way Jigsaw killed every... Well, Jigsaw didn't actually kill anybody, uh, technically, um, right. but the way he built these traps in order to kill people, but yet give them the choice, like, hey, listen, chop chop your hand off or I'm going to rip your head off. Right. Like, would you rather lose your arm or your yeah. life? You You can live it'll hurt but you can yeah live. it's gonna hurt you're not gonna be the same but you can live um oh my god i absolutely love those movies so um, is, is that is that the end of your top four there my top four yeah yeah so all right so my number one overall was the exorcist the original og exorcist uh that shouldn't be a shock we've talked about it in the past yeah um the Devil's Rejects trilogy makes it up here for me. The Devil's Rejects trilogy is number five for me, and then okay. thirty-one 
which me and you talked about on producers a couple episodes ago on your other podcast. Um, 31 is probably like my number six um, to round out my top, my top movies. Yeah. So um, for me, number one is the exorcist. Number two is the devil devil's reject series. Saw is actually specifically saw one, but the entire saw franchise up to and including spiral, which I saw recently, which was also very, very good. Um, I liked it for what it was, but it didn't feel like a Saw movie to me. Um, it did, but I didn't like how, like, I didn't li- like the predictability. I called the ending, um, like, about halfway through. And and then I, like, doubled down on it when a certain... Like, I was, really, I was really sort of upset with the way that they set up that guy as, like, Jigsaw's apprentice at the end of the, the previous one of that called Jigsaw. Right. And then they made Spiral, and they went nowhere with it. Like, come on. Which, like, you set now, something. Now, listen. We, we understand if they continue to make these movies, there is a long game that they play. They play the long game as good as any franchise on the, on the planet. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because he'll be in, like, you know, Saw, what, like, Saw 7 or whatever, like, the final chapter. And, like, there's a huge callback to something that happened in Saw 1. Right, someone, that, like, something, like someone that was there, right. like somebody that you completely forgot about. They're not in the movie franchise anymore until like they're the number six two movies guys. later. Yeah, right. right. So, um, let's run down like some of our favorite, uh, our favorite fictional horror characters here because I have some on mine that didn't make movies from the top ten list. Uh, all right. Um, well, my number one is the absolute pinnacle of badassery has the absolute most on-screen kills of any horror icon or character of all time Jason Voorhees no <sighs> one no one even comes close he is the most prolific horror movie killer ever so I don't disagree he's on my list I I, I put a list together I don't know if it's necessarily ranked uh, outside of my number one, my number one is Michael Myers uh, for a few reasons. One, I love Jason. I really do. He's on my top 10 list. Uh, Michael Myers, uh, including the new movie that just come came out, ranks number two on the list of uh, total body count with 146. He averages 12.16 kills per movie. So he is number one for me so, solely based on the fact that like him and Jason are very similar. They don't yes. run. They don't chase. They stalk. They just mm-hmm. slowly, randomly, quietly walk in a straight line, and eventually they catch you. No matter how far and how fast you run, uh, you're gonna get got. So, mm-hmm. Michael Myers for me, the reason he takes a step ahead of Jason Voorhees is because, okay, so through some of the Halloween movies, they try to explain why he he doesn't die or can't die, but when you take like the, like the trilogy, so it's, you know, the original Halloween and then the, the Halloween from like, they re kind of, did, did they remake it or did they redo it recently? Like I know uh, with the Halloween series. Yeah. So the, uh, the new ones that just came out um, Halloween that just came out in 2018 and then Halloween kills, I believe it is a direct. Yes. Sequel okay. To Halloween, who? So it, it's a direct, it's a direct sequel of the original Halloween, like yeah, 
because then they kind of like got off script and then there was like something called the curse of thorn which like was a yeah. three movie stint in the middle stuff like that where like they yeah tried to explain why michael myers can't die because like and it really never went anywhere okay so the this this completely ignores the entire curse of thorn thing right um especially like the new the new ones then they talk about like why like we all know he's he's a dude he's a human he's a person right Mm -hmm. he's a kid who was tormented tortured whatever went to an insane asylum all kinds of weird fucked up treatments and stuff like that whatever and then like he ends up killing people they end up shooting him a bunch of times he ends up getting all kinds of weird stuff and he just doesn't die and they try to explain why he doesn't die by this curse of thorn well but no so the new movies ignore that like this is not has right that's, that's like a separate like halloween timeline and a right. different michael myers yeah uh, that has nothing to do with this but like the og michael myers is like they they do they they don't they never explain why but they allude to different things and different ideas and it's rumored that because there's another one coming out next year called halloween ends yep that they may explain like why he was unkillable for so long or whatever yeah. but like Part of the reason he's number one for me is because he should be dead time and time again. And he's not, he's not like Jason, who is a supernatural creature, like, but he kind of is. And we don't know why. And that's why to me, like just that badassery of like, I, you should well, be able they, to kill me. They, they kind of came out and basically said that uh, Jason Voorhees is a deadite. Right. And uh, basically Jason Voorhees is hell's assassin. Uh, that was actually supposed to be the uh, plot line of Freddy versus Jason, which right. quite honestly is probably my number one, like single favorite horror movie of all time. Not it was so bad. I can't, I, I can't believe like you hated paranormal activity, but you like Jason goes to hell is your or Jason no, versus Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus uh, Jason. So like, like the, the original, the original plot line for that was supposed to be that Jason and Freddy are both uh, hell's assassins. And basically, they're both sent to Earth for a competition to see who can rack up the biggest body count. And then whoever wins gets to stay Hell's Assassin and whoever loses doesn't get to do anything anymore. Right. Um, Which I think that would have probably been a better plot line than what we did get with Freddy versus Jason. But I still did love it. It was just too. It was more like bad comedy to me than anything else and, and that's i think why i don't like it because it, it, it to me it wasn't so much horror as it was like just nonsensical bullshit really right uh so rounding out the rest of my list here are spawn uh despite the fact that he's technically a comic book character he's an anti-hero though he's not really a uh he's not really a bad guy yeah that's true but i still like him and he's on right. my list anyway i don't care um it makes the list because who doesn't like a creepy clown? Pennywise, yep. yes, it's it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pennywise yeah. does not even crack the top ten of most uh, on-screen kills. I don't care about on-screen kills. I'm, I'm talking about like being scary and creepy. <laughs> uh, we want to talk scary and creepy. Obviously, Freddy Krueger is my number two. Yeah, he's on my list. Um, and then. Uh, Michael Myers would be three, and then four would be uh, Pinhead from the Hellraiser series. Pinhead is absolutely on the list. Pinhead, um, like, I don't know why I didn't mention the Hellraiser series in my top ten movies or whatever, but, oh my god, Hellraiser, they're so fucked up. Yeah, They're so fucked up. So, uh, I also have Ghostface yep. from Scream. 
Uh, fun fact, I've actually never seen the Scream movies. I've seen bits and pieces. I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces too, but I couldn't tell you what movie they're from. Right. Uh, rounding out my last three are Samara Morgan from Ring. Uh, the yep. Ring was a terrible movie. It was the Ring so was dumb. Absolutely garbage. It was so, but but the, like her character, like the creepy girl crawling out of the TV, TV screen, yeah. you, is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Norman Bates, love it. Um, yeah. Just the entire idea of the schizophrenic sociopathic lunatic. Uh, sure, I'm in. And then yeah. uh, it's hard not to ignore the xenomorph uh, because we don't know what's out there in the world around us. We did an entire episode based on yeah, space. absolutely. Um, and this basically hell spawn killing machine that impregnates you with its little seed Face thing, sucker. And then like you live until the thing eats its way out of you. Like, how does yeah. that not make a list? Right. Uh, rounding up my list, even though. He's not really the character that is doing the killing, but Jigsaw rounds out uh, part of my list. Yeah, he he was just barely edged out by the guys that I mentioned. Yep. Uh, Jigsaw, obviously Chucky from Child's Play. Um, those movies, the first one was great, uh, the original one. Uh, the other ones, they got progressively like funnier and funnier and funnier. But then again, as I grew up and I was less and less scared, I found more humor in like all like even like the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. The older I got, the more humor I found in them than right. horror. Um, but like the fucking one-liners and everything from Chucky, uh, you know, the mouth and the the uh the uh like the terrible words and everything coming out of like a little buddy a doll. Little, yeah, a little doll. Like absolutely hilarious. Right. Um, you know, uh Hannibal Lecter is probably my final one on my list. Uh, not a traditional uh, like horror character, uh, but he does have 27 on-screen kills. Yeah, and he he fits the mold. I mean, yeah, like he, like he's that. I mean, he's a cannibalistic serial killer. How do you not? Yeah. you know, how do you not include that? Um, yep. So, oh, well, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Pennywise, uh, 31 victims. Sorry. Okay. So, uh, like I said, I didn't base mine on like body counts. I mean, I didn't either, but I was just curious to see what, uh, what he had, what these, what these, what these people's body counts actually were. Sure. So, um, that being said, that'll do it for the, uh, horror movie and horror fictional character episode of common debauchery. Common debauchery can be found on our website, www.bacbp-radio.com slash common dash debauchery. You can find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon music, and anywhere else you can get your awesome podcast stuff from follow us on Facebook, find us common debauchery, like follow, share, and subscribe. You can find all of our episodes there on the uh, top podcast page. We are going to be putting up. We've actually gotten some solid response on the favorite uh, horror character stuff that we posted literally last night. Um, nice. And so we got some good stuff going there. We got a couple cool episodes coming up for the we have our serial killer uh, episode coming up next or in two weeks. Is that the one we're doing? Two for weeks, Halloween? That's, yeah, we're going to drop a special episode. We're going to record it early and drop it on Halloween. So you're not going to have uh, to wait till Tuesday. What do we uh, what do we got going? Oh, we're doing cults next week. Cults next week. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned for that. And uh, as always, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in and being part of the Common Debauchery family. We hope you guys have enjoyed our spooky season so far, and we got two good ones coming up going through. With that being said, I am the Nightmare, and I'm Rotten Jack, and this has been Common, Common Debauchery. Debauchery. That's not going to be good this week. 
This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Host Podcast Thing. Today in sporting news, some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said statistically did happen. Yo, wait a minute. I feel like I could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored. Why am I listening to this stuff? You want a better sports experience from your podcast? Head over to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network. Not generic, not boring, and a little out there sometimes. Tune in to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network.